Hey, what's up guys? It's Clay. So, today we're going to talk about customers that How do I put this nicely? Today we're going to talk about customers that are misguided. <laughs> so, I do a lot of mobile work on location at people's houses, at their work, you know, basically wherever their car is broke down at or is most convenient for them to work on it at, or for them to have me work on it at, rather. And that's a good, solid, probably 85-90% of my business. And it's not usually an issue. Um, I got burned one time on a big job <coughs> when I first started out and didn't really have any idea what I was doing when I was still running as Hawk's Garage. Um, and I got burned on payment because I didn't have any form of contract between the customer and I. And so I, um, you know, I learned from that mistake and I started having customers sign contracts um, and that's really the only problem that I've had in a year and a half or two years that's uh, you know substantial enough to remember until recently so last week uh, no week before last um, I'm trying to remember dates and everything all right, so June 21st, June 21st, I took on a project. It's a mobile job at the customer's house. It's a 2007 Fusion. Um, needs a rear main seal put in. So I get there, and I take the vehicle for a test drive. Immediate, or not immediately, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm still kind of sick, guys, bear with me here. Um, so I take it for a test drive. And I noticed that the clutch is slipping a little bit, which is to be expected. He told me, you know, I knew it had a rear main leak. And I notice a thunk uh, as you're shifting gears, which I presumed was probably either tranny or engine mounts. And so I complete the test drive, return to his residence. I pull the car into the garage and I immediately begin work and almost as immediately I start noticing some pretty big red flags the first thing I noticed was there was a ground harness strap wire whatever you want to call it that was retained in the block by a self-tapping screw that number one was entirely too small and number two is just kind of inserted loosely hanging there into a stripped out hole in the block and so I make note of it and uh, you know I, I carry on and I get the engine bay side took apart took care of you know, I get the battery tray out, the battery, the air box, 
undo all the wiring, all that good stuff. And uh, I go underneath and I start noticing that none of these bolts are as tight as I feel like they should be. And he is, you know, just did the clutch like 5,000 miles ago. And uh, so I'm noticing that, you know, none of these bolts are as tight as they should be. So I make note of that. And the axle seals are destroyed, and I make note of that. The transmission mount is destroyed, completely separated. I make note of that. Um, the um, Identifix calls it the roll restrictor. I just call it the rear engine mount. I'm not sure which one of us is right. Maybe both of us are. But that mount is also destroyed, completely separated. Rubber's torn up, just trash, garbage. So I make a note of that, and I inform him, you know, every step of the way, inform him, hey, I found this, 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 and this. You know, do you want to fix it? He's like, no, just leave it. I'm trying to keep cost low so I can sell it. Which, by the way, guys, don't don't ever do that. I'm usually pretty straightforward about if I'm working on a car that somebody intends to sell, I'll tell him straight up, you know, hey, I'm going to recommend everything that I see needs to be done. But if you want somebody that's just going to shade tree, hack job this, minimum amount of work for maximum amount of profit, like I'm not the guy. I'm not the one you want. And uh, so that happened. But of course, he declines repair. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't want to do anything. He wants to keep uh, cost low so he can sell it for a high profit I really wanted to walk away I wanted to walk away as soon as I started noticing all the things that he had screwed up when he did the, the clutch the last time but you know I didn't want to leave him in a tough spot I wanted I didn't want it to end up being a customer service thing, look bad on my business. So I decided, hey, I'm just going to keep really good documentation of everything. I'll push through it, get it done, and I'll be done with. And uh, so that's what I did. And the more I work on it, the more I start to find things that are messed up or things that are just done wrong, whatever. And uh, I keep pointing it out to him he keeps declining repair all right cool is what it is um so about let's see the second day i was there i get the transmission out and there's grease molly grease slung entirely i mean the bell housing is entirely coated in molly grease from him over greasing it when he reassembled it the last time when he did the clutch and uh, so I pointed out to him, you know, I said, hey, I don't know if it uh, was the cause of your slippage or not, but the only thing I noticed wrong with the clutch is it's a little glazed. It doesn't look to be oil saturated. There's not a lot of motor oil in the bell housing, but I did find a lot of molly grease. Like, I don't know if you did it or if you had somebody helping you, but I mean, just as a future reference, 
the amount of grease that you guys used when you did that was way too much. And like if you want to, you know, a point of reference for next time or whatever, we can link up while I'm over here and I'll show you about how much grease to put on it when you put it all together. And uh, so we, that was the end of the second day. Or no, that was that was the end of the second day, yeah. Because the first day I had another service call that I had to run, so I had to quit early. So that was the end of the second day. Third day, I am having a really hard time keeping track of what I'm talking about. Third day... Oh yeah, so the second day, I also noticed that there was a chunk of the oil pan gasket missing. And I told him, you know, hey, noticed that some of your oil pan gasket got messed up. I don't know if it's from age or from, you know, it being damaged when you guys did the transmission there, the clutch last. I don't think that could have happened, but maybe it did. I don't know. Um, but that could definitely be contributing to your oil loss. It's definitely another leak, and it's inside the bell housing. It could have looked like it was coming from the same place, even though it was a separate leak. And again, he declines repair on it. He says, you know, I'll do some tests on it to see how bad it leaks. Um, and he's just going to fix it himself. So, all right, cool. So, third day, I go reinstall the, or no. Man, I wish I could focus. Yeah, so third day, I go install a new clutch, new pressure plate, new pilot, uh, new pilot bearing, new remain seal, Installed, reinstalled the transmission. At the customer's request, we reused the broken mounts and the original gear oil out of the transmission, which is something that, again, I don't normally do, but I can just tell that this guy's gonna fight me on it. I can tell he's gonna cause me problems if I don't do exactly what he says. So I'm documenting the hell out of everything and just going with it which is a terrible spot to be put in but it happened it's where i was whatever so fast forward to the fourth day fourth day again late start had other calls coming in um so I'm working, trying my hardest to catch up. I've got my helper with me. But that's when I first started getting sick. And, uh, I mean, it finally got to a point where it just wasn't a good idea for me to keep working anymore. I mean, I'm everything hurts. I can't, I don't have the, the strength I need to be lifting these parts in and fighting stuff and trying to install stuff and can't focus and so I had to quit early and I informed the customer 
hey, this is what's going on. You know, I'm starting to get really sick. I don't think I'm going to make the deadline, but I know you guys need your garage back. So if you have to, um, you know, you can push it out of the garage and I'll finish it as soon as I can. And he says, you know, I really need it done. I really need it out of the garage. Is it cool if I just go ahead and finish it? I was like, you know what? Yeah, man, you've put up with a lot of inconvenience for me. A lot of things haven't gone according to plan. I've had a lot of personal stuff come up that's got in the way of this. I haven't had the manpower to keep up with it, and I've fallen behind. And, I mean, it's just been a, a huge deal, more of a mess than it should have been in order to keep us in good standing as a customer service thing I'm not gonna charge you for it because I didn't complete it you know like that's that's not no and he's like okay cool well you know I'll put it back together and test drive it and if everything's good then you know I'll still pay you I was like alright you don't have to but if you want to you know I'm not gonna argue with you shortly after that he started hitting me up asking me, you know, hey, what is this part? Hey, where does this part go? Hey, how did this come apart? Which at the time, I don't think nothing of. You know, he's not the one that took it apart. It's not that abnormal for him to be asking these questions. You know, it's been a few months, six, seven months since he had it all apart last. Maybe he doesn't remember. I don't think nothing of it, you know. So I'm telling him, you know, hey, I, I didn't see that part. When we took it apart, that must have been what my helper, one of the things my helper did. But I'll coordinate with him and see if he can tell you, da-da-da-da-da. He says, all right, cool. So we get that out of the way, took care of, everything's uh, good. So today, he hits me up again, and he wants warranty because... The clutch fork is bent, which it was not when I left. The clutch fork is only married to one side of the throwout bearing, which it was not when I left. There's still an oil leak, which is probably from the oil pan gasket that he declined to repair. And there was something else... Oh, uh, one of the brake pads got damaged. So when we took that all apart in order to remove the axles without damaging them, we took the steering knuckles apart, which a lot of times is the best way to do an axle, if not all the time. I know sometimes I've gotten away with not doing it on my own personal car and risking damage, but you know, on a customer car, 99% of the time, I always end up, at the very least, disconnecting the tie rod end and uh, the strut to, you know, to get the axle out without damage. So we had the calipers hanging off of the struts with the pads still installed. And so he hit me up today and he's like, you know, hey, the... Uh, the fork is bent, the throwout bearings on crooked, the oil's still leaking, and one of my brake pads is broke. So I'm going to hold on to your 
engine hoist, I had a jack bar over there that I was using to support the engine while we were doing this transmission. I let him borrow it while he was, uh, you know, finishing up the car. He says, so I'm gonna go ahead and hold on to your engine hoist and your transmission jack until I see that you didn't mess anything else up. Um, da, da 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 Whatever the hell the rest of that conversation was, I can't remember. If you have insurance like you claim you do, which I never said I'm insured, I think I've even said on the show that we don't have an insurance policy. Um, so I don't know where he got, maybe he just thought because I offer warranty with my work that I have an insurance policy, I don't know. But he's like, if you have an insurance like you claim you do, then just do a claim for a set of brake pads and for a clutch. And I told him, I was like, here's the deal, guy. Um, okay, that's not what I, I was being kind of a dick. I'm going on like two hours of sleep. I'm sick, and I'm already like three and a half hours into a shit show job at this point. I'm not in a very good mood. So I was being kind of a dick. And I'm like, you know, I can't warranty your parts because they're your parts, not mine. And I know how everything was when I left, and none of that was a problem when I left. So... I mean, I really want to tell this guy to get bent, right? Is what I should have done. But I'm still in business owner mode, customer service mode, try to keep him happy, try to save face. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm like, you know, but I'll warranty the labor, but it's not going to be free. Um, you know, my, war my labor warranty is only a reduced hourly rate. Which that's a you know my standard labor warranty. I just cut the rate down, and uh, you know so he's bullshit. You broke the brake pads, and your insurance and certification is fake, and da 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 da. Like whatever, dude. So it turns into this whole big old argument between him and I, and then I get a call from uh, Remington, my helper. And he's like, hey, what's going on with Marcos? And so I fill him in, da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, well, dude, he's got you on blast on Facebook. So he's like, all right. So I read out a statement, you know, said, this is what happened. This is how it was all left. These are the messages between him and I. As much documentation as I could provide to back up my side of the story. And, I mean, really, guys, that's it. That's all you can do. At the end of the day, you're already in it. You've already touched it. You've already worked on it. All you can do is just document. Document, document, document. Everything. Keep track of everything. And something that I didn't do that I should have is I should have took pictures of all the stuff that was previously damaged before I even touched it. And, I mean, that's... You know, especially in this industry, this day and age, people being the way they are, everybody's out to screw everybody. Everybody's out to make a quick buck. Everybody wants to get rich without having to work for it. Everybody is so happy. I mean, <clears throat> especially in, in this industry, we have to make sure to, I mean, just keep really good records and cover our ass. 
And, I mean, it all turned out pretty good so far. I mean, the statement that I put out has been well-received, and it doesn't seem like it's affected my reputation too much yet, but it's still too early to say. And then the second thing, or the third thing that you can do, there's actually three things. So the first is document. The second is everything in your power to not get put in that position in the first place. I saw all the warning signs. The red flags were up. I chose to ignore them, and I shouldn't have. That's the second thing. The third thing that you can do is you've got to get in front of it. You've got to get out ahead of it. You can't hide from it. You know, I mean, really, whether they buy my statement or not, whether they believe it or not, doesn't matter as much as the fact that I made one. Getting out there, getting ahead of it, putting out your side of the story is going to show them that, hey, I'm not running from this. I didn't do anything wrong. And people are going to take that for what it is, or they're not. But at the end of the day, getting ahead of it, putting out a statement, not running from it, showing them that you don't have anything to hide, that's going to help you a lot. And aside from that, you just got to play damage control. I mean, as soon as I realized that he was putting me on blast on Facebook and trying to spread my name through the mud and trying to damage my company's reputation, I'm calling up every customer I've got on my contacts list. And I'm like, hey, you know, I'm just checking in. I know I did some work for you a couple months ago. Want to make sure you're good. Don't need anything. Oh, you need breaks done? Awesome. Let me schedule you in here. Oh, you need a, a starter put in? Awesome. Let me schedule you in here. And I'm stockpiling as much work as I can so that I can prepare financially for the shitstorm that very well could happen if more people start to buy his side of the story then they start to believe my side of the story and I've got a small loyal customer base that will keep me operational but I mean one bad review probably isn't going to hurt my reputation that much I've got enough people that I've done work for that have given me good reviews I mean even on jobs that I thought for sure I fucked up like, I was doing, uh, a couple months ago, there was this guy building a hot rod, and he needed me to come weld in some shock mounts. And normally, I wouldn't do that. I feel comfortable welding my stuff. I don't feel comfortable welding other people's stuff, especially not something as critical as shock mounts. But Tyler took the call. He had already set it up, wasn't going to take no for an answer, and I kind of got forced into it. And I was so worried that one of my welds was going to fail or something was going to be out of alignment and it wasn't going to go back together, something. And Tyler heard from the guy last week sometime and was like, man, I'm so impressed with you guys' work and I appreciate you coming out so much and you guys did a really good job and... You know, I'll definitely be having you guys do some more work for me in the future. And that's a job that I was sure was going to cause me problems. 
you know so what's gonna start hurting me is the fact that I'm not very well known out here and I rely heavily on advertising to bring in business because my small five or ten customer loyal customer base isn't gonna keep me working a hundred percent of the time I rely heavily on advertising and that's what I'm worried about that's what I'm trying to get ahead of um, is all these people that haven't heard of me but the only thing they have heard is oh he tried was gonna put a clutch in my car and just completely broke everything he touched when that's not the case so that's what I'm playing damage control on that's what I'm preparing for and I mean really that's that's all you can do you can just do what you can do and hope for the best and I mean definitely don't hide from it definitely don't run from it definitely document as much as you can and in a perfect world you'd never be put in that position in the first place but anyway guys that's it for today's episode i'm gonna try to work up some ambition to do some chores around the house that i've been neglecting to do because i've been working so damn much and try to get caught up on that stuff so you guys uh hope you had a good fourth of july yesterday and i hope you guys all take care of yourselves and i'll catch you on the next show